Bitcoin. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you for the next hour, Zubin Mahente coming up here uh, from the ESPN Sports Center. He will join us in about, oh, 15 minutes or so. For the first time in 36 years at Fenway Park, what is going to happen tonight? First time in 36 years, something will be happening this evening. At Fenway Pack for the first time. For the first Since October time. the 2nd, 1983. 1983. I have no clue. And I wouldn't have got it either. Okay. Uh, there's a Yastrzemski playing at <laughs> Fenway Park. Grandpa Carl played his last game in 1983. And, of course, his grandson Mike and the Giants. That's got to be pretty cool, right? Yes, played till 83. Yeah. Yep. I, I never would have mm-hmm. guessed that. I don't know. Huh. Boy, he was good. Boy, he was fun to watch. So, and I didn't see a ton of him because there wasn't a ton of baseball broadcast. Sure. But uh, he was such a good player. Triple crown at 67, I want to say. That sounds right to I me. Think it was. You know, you asked a really good question about the 0-2 teams, and you're right. Do we see 0-2 teams making the playoffs? Twice last year, Seahawks and Texas. Uh-huh. Vinny had that. Saints the year before. Dolphins in 2016. Two in 2015, the Texans and the Seahawks again Trent. both made it. The Colts in 14 and the Panthers in 13. The streak has come years. to an end. It's over. It, don't you think? I mean, find a winless team that has a pulse. The Bengals, maybe? <sighs> Not after that performance at home I against know. the 49ers. The one team I would probably look at. Car- Carolina? No, with Cam and that injury, I mm-hmm. don't think so. I think it's Jacksonville. Do you still with Gardner Minshew? Yeah, I like Gardner Minshew. He's, aren't they Thursday Night Football? They I are. I think they are. Tennessee, yes. right? Yeah, it's all right. Sitting there doing his thing in his jockstrap, just yeah, being strategy. a goofball. Yeah. He's weird. He's yeah. different. His name is Gardner Minshew the second, even though his dad's name is not Gardner Minshew. No, I didn't know that. Now they is have that the same, true? They have the same middle name. That's where it came on. But he just decided to tack on a second on there. I mean, a weird, goofy, well, he got to the right, he played for the right coach at the end. Yes. In in college. Um, So you're still Jacksonville for you. Well, Well, if I had to take somebody, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's not exactly a who's who here. And there's no win, there's no undefeated team in the division. That's another piece. Yeah. The goal is the AFC South we're talking about here. Uh, And someone has to win. Yeah. You know what? That's the answer. That would be the if. And I don't think. but that would be that would be the end. See, I I went to the AFC North just because Ben Roethlisberger's out. Mm-hmm. I think, and we're going to do this in a second. Are you buying Baltimore? Mm, depends on your definition of buy. Well, well they're two and zero. Are they a fake two and zero? They've beaten the Dolphins and the Cardinals. They have. Now I'm impressed with Lamar Jackson, but let's talk about this team after next when they play the Chiefs. Do I believe they're a Super Bowl contender? No. Do you believe that they're the team to beat in the division? That might yes. be the case, yeah. Just because of the fact that Big Ben is out, and if you're right about Cincinnati being a yuck, and they certainly were this last weekend. Yes, they were. Uh-huh. Cleveland? Did what you're supposed to. Yeah, beat the Jets. And On the road. A lot of teams are going to beat the Jets. Beat by 20. Mm-hmm. Lost mm-hmm. their tight end, but uh, saw a good touchdown. Oh, I didn't. Njoku got hurt. I didn't he see did, that. Did yeah. he really? Yep. He, he went down, and I didn't see anything today. How mm-hmm. significant. It's going to be, but he left pretty early in the game too. I want to say it was in the first half that he got banged up. But uh, 
Yeah, it's Cleveland. We'll see. Mm-hmm. They got to prove it a little bit more than what we've seen at this point. Well, so, you're right about the. I mean, the, I think they'd like to have a redo, putting them in prime time as much. Yeah. As, I mean, maxing them out. Oh, and two for your Broncos. No chance. No chance. None. That defense is still really good. Mm, yes, not as good, but yeah, they're they're good. They're good. Right. The Chiefs are going to win the division hands down. Sure. I think it's a big gap between them and the Chargers. It's even a bigger gap to the Raiders and and Denver. You know, I find myself, I'm more of a realistic NFL fan. When my team's got a chance, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Now, like like this last Sunday, for 10 years ago, Trent, I'm still not over what I saw on Sunday. Not even, I didn't even scream, yell, nothing. And that's a difficult way to lose a football game. It's a, it was a, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a complete fluke. You'd be freaking out that there shouldn't have been a, a second, second on, on the clock. clock. Yeah. Right. And you got Bradley Chubb now. There were some egregious calls earlier um, in, in the football game, roughing the passer or roughing, oh, uh, who was it? Somebody threw Philip Lindsay to the ground. It was a tackle for crying out loud. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I hope Denver's in the conversation for, you know, certainly a top three draft pick. Rebuild. Vinny's See, right about the Dolphins. I don't think that's realistic either. I don't think Th- that Broncos it is team either. is not that bad. No, I don't think it is. The either. defense alone will win four or five games, mm-hmm. and they got some playmaker. I mean, yeah. Sanders is okay. He's I good. like Philip Lindsay's story. I do. Mm-hmm. Hard not to. They don't have a tight end. They're more of a seven and nine type team as opposed to two and fourteen. And to Vinny's point, it's better to be two and fourteen because seven and nine is going to get you pick eleven mm-hmm. or pick thirteen. Yeah. And yeah, you can get lucky. You can there. hit a home run. Absolutely. You can be like the Rams and Aaron Donald, who got him at twelve. Right, Derwin James and the car and the Chargers. Rather, mm-hmm. what are he's fifteen, something like that. And he's a star. He's out, but as long as he's healthy, yeah. right? Um, so, but but back to the zero and two thing. Redskins or Giants? No chance in hell. Uh, Cardinals don't have a win, but they got a tie. Panthers without. Uh, Jacksonville is the answer. I'm not sure there is. All right, let's uh, let's uh, contender pretender. Patriots right. for sure. Bills are two and zero. A lot of Bills. What do they have? A Bills mafia. In they Des Moines. do. Yes. Yeah. Scott Sipker is the presiding chair of that committee. Does he get thrown through a table like they do at their tailgate parties? Well, if they keep winning, they keep going. Made the playoffs two years ago. Uh-huh. Now they have their quarterback Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who is a lot better than I anticipated. Yeah, me too. And they have. Molded the offense around him. I always him. loved his arm, but I, I yeah. didn't think there was much more to it. Very good athlete. Guy uh-huh. that can move around, and yeah. they've, they've made the offense around him. He's got some size, too, so he can absorb some stuff. So I think what the Bills, the question is, is is this a playoff team? That's the Buy-sell playoff team at 2-0. and I can buy that. Yeah, I can't. You can't. I don't. There's not enough good teams in the AFC, Yeah, though. fair point, Trent. Fair point. you got to get six in there. Mm-hmm. Fair point. you got four. So you, so all you need is two of them because they're not knocking off the Patriots. Um, so you, you like the Browns. Yes. Uh, uh, Steelers, no shot. Uh, Ravens, are you buying Ravens as the team? They're a playoff team, and I think they're the division winner there. I love overreacting after two weeks. <laughs> Chiefs are home free. Home free. Home free. You're, you have no concerns about that defense. Well, it kind of comes back the other way, right? The char- the Chargers losing in typical Chargers fashion to the Lions. They shouldn't have lost that football game. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to lose those kind of games. Right. If you're going to beat a team like the Chiefs, and here they are taking a loss there, I agree. Chiefs home free, coast to a 13-3. and At worst. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the NFC. I am all in on the Dallas Cowboys. All hey, in. You were before the season. Mm-hmm. You were I all about nine this wins team. Over under nine was a gift. 
and you were looking in great shape mm-hmm. there. And part of the reason that you said is because you got four free spaces. Four free squares, yeah. Giants and Redskins, you get them each twice, of course, in yeah. the division. You don't see this Dallas team losing on the road to either of those squads. I don't, know. I can buy that. Mm-hmm. I buy Eagles? that. That the Cow- How about this? Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. Not favorite. Yes. But contender. No question. And I agree with you there. Yep. And this is normally one of the easiest teams to fade over the last 25 years is the Cowboys. Expectations. They're a national team. They get out of whack. I don't see it with this team. This is a good, really good football team. Mm-hmm. Eagles. Window closed. Still a ton of no, talent on that I, I squad. I can't go that far. That loss to Atlanta was a weird game yep, Sunday night. Boy, that was a hard hitting game. More guys getting taken off the field. That was there was some carnage in that one. They need to get some weapons offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, Wentz can't do it himself, and mm-hmm. he didn't play well himself. No. He had just a, an awful at times game on Sunday night. But Eagles, I, I still think certainly good enough to be a playoff uh-huh. team. Don't uh, know if they're a Super Bowl team. NFC yet. North. You picked the Packers. Didn't you, or did you pick the Vikings? I picked, picked the, the Vikings. Vikings. Is this a mirage here? Because the Packers are two and no, no, because they've got a defense. The defense is better than I thought. Yes, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a good defense. Amos coming over there has done. That's a good defense. So the Packers can win this division. Can they compete for a Super Bowl? They got Aaron Rodgers. So yes, the answer is yes. I think to go with that defense, Uh the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Jair Alexander is a terrific player. Terrific player. Blake Martinez to get from Stanford in the middle of that linebacker uh, trio. Their secondary is way better than it's ever been, and they've been addressing it. Then the Amos thing is huge because they take him away from the Bears and keep him mm-hmm. in the division. Vikings are a 9-7-ish and seven-ish team, and that's it. Kurt Cousins, Trent, is just... I mean, that interception that he yeah. threw. Here's the good news. The defense held Aaron Rodgers with the exception of the first quarter. This Kept is, him in check at Lambeau Field. And this is a team built in the image that we've heard for a long time. This is the way the Vikings team, what Spielman was trying to build, is what they have. A running game with Dalvin Cook. A elite-level defense a, with Zimmer. Did you see him take off the... Now, did yeah. P.A., he's loose? loose? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he did, but yes. I, have, I didn't see it on Twitter. I, I didn't either. It didn't pop he's anywhere loose. that I was looking. Love that call for P.A., Anything better than that? Anything better from this Vikings team than nine and seven, ten and six? Because of Kurt Cousins, they're limited to that. To those the answer numbers. is no, right? Because Thielen's terrific, Diggs terrific, Rudolph's okay. Offensive line improved, improved. Defense is still salty, mm-hmm. um, but Cousins puts it kind of at mm-hmm, that cap. Mm-hmm. We know him historically in primetime games, awful. Yeah, and you know Dan Bailey's going to miss a big kick at some point in the season. And All right, way. your Bears. I'm wrong. Here's where I'm wrong on the Bears, and you've been right on them. They're not elite. No, because you know why? They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And I thought that Trubisky would improve. And every now and then, he's got. Why isn't he running more? I have no idea. That's his. That's one of his biggest weapons. That's when he's at his best uh-huh. on the move. Him standing tall in the pocket and firing. He's not good at it. Mm-hmm. So stop doing it. Move him around. I don't like what they've done the first two weeks here. I've never been a big believer in the guy in it. Does it look like he's regressed from last year? Yeah. <laughs> you remember all yeah. through training camp, and we'd hear these stories, and we'd talk with Cappy, and we'd talk with Jeff Hughes, our Bears guy, and, well, you know, Trip, Trubisky threw a couple other interceptions, but remember who he's playing against. Mm. And there was all these excuses. Maybe it just wasn't the defense. It's that he's not very good. Yeah. I think and they we're moved up to get him. Yeah.
They moved in and, and, well, and passed I'm gonna, on. I'm not going to remind you. Watson. <laughs> and who's that other guy? Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Him. They were just sitting there <laughs> for the take. You didn't have to move <laughs> up for either of them. You didn't. Could have just sat there at three. Could have dropped back because we forgot to pop up. Got some extra picks and dropped back. Uh, the South is. Wait, I have you're no you're idea. skipping over the undefeated Lions? You know, we Should do have we? Lions in the bar, Lion fans in the bar. Can we talk about this? We always forget about them. Yeah, they're just. I asked they this don't question this summer division. to you, and you didn't believe it. I felt like with a couple breaks, this team could be nine and seven and sneak in the back door. Well, now it'd be eight, seven, and one, or nine, six, and one. Uh-huh. Patricia, uh-huh. they got a couple of playmakers now offensively. Mm-hmm. We know Stafford can put up numbers, mm-hmm. and a defense that's being built. I, just, I, I wouldn't put money on it, but if you gave me good odds, I can see that scenario play out. The Bears don't turn it around, and they're just this all year. They get a couple of wins there. Nine, I'll have to one. watch him closer. I just have trouble watching the Lions, with the exception of eleven thirty on Thanksgiving. Um, NFC South. I, I have no feel for this division Nor do I. at all. How can anybody? And much like we talked about the AFC South and Jacksonville coming back and winning the division, zero two. Even brought up Carolina. Maybe it is because Drew Brees is out mm-hmm. and Teddy Bridgewater looked bad. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in Jameis Winston no. in Tampa? No, I think Atlanta's probably the best team if I had to pick one today. And they're that was and a big win on Sunday. They're so that. inconsistent. Too. Yes, they are. The week before in Minnesota, yes, Minnesota pounded them. It looked like they weren't ready to play. They thought it was preseason game number five. <laughs> Here's one. We've got uh, as we move to the West, we got three teams that are two and zero. Three teams. Rams, mm-hmm. that's important coming off a Super Bowl loss. Yes, we know that about they the started this way. That is something. I don't know what, but it's Fair something. Point. I like the Niners to be better than they were last year by a long ways, and so far they are. Yes, they are. Grappolo, who stunk the joint out. In the, remember when he got back against, I think it was Denver, his first game, and he's like, oh my God. Um, he looks scared. He, he doesn't even want to be out there. Well, and then you didn't bring up the third 2-0. and oh, My Super Bowl pick from the NFC before the year. Yeah, I don't get it. And 90-1. to one, that Chiefs Seahawks Super Bowl. I hope some people jumped on. So who did they beat in Week One? Oh, Bengals. Bengals by by an inch, right? That was a really close game. And then the, this week they beat the uh, Ben Rothler Ben Roethlisberger less. Uh huh. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh Steelers. And next they get the Drew Brees less. No, do they Saints? Really? Well, they got a chance to do some damage early in the schedule. They go to Arizona after that, four and zero. And the Rams come to town 5 and 0. Cleveland 6 and 0. Fake. Oh, fake. You're not believing in my Seahawks. Not buying them. I need to get myself a neon green Seahawks t-shirt I think here. <laughs> we'll take a time out Zuba Mahentes in that part of the country. He's in the great Northwest. He's on vacation but good enough to give us a few minutes and he'll do so next. ESPN Sports Center's Zuban Mahente uh joins the program next. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 1460 1460 KXNO. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you until noon, David Kapp, uh, part of the program tomorrow. We'll get Cappy in here, brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Let's head west to the great northwest of the state of Idaho, where we find our vacationing sports center anchor, Zubin Mahente. Zubin, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming off your vacation and joining us. How are you? Fantastic. Just about to go for a big bike ride when we're done. And I know your son lives here. Yep. He gave it the proverbial two thumbs up and... It is amazing. It's always good to kind of get away, go to a place I normally would never go, but it's always sports. Uh, Saturday night, you're in the bar, and people can't stop talking about Boise State, and I'm sure it's the same way back in Iowa with the Seahawks. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. We'll be here till Saturday, but uh, 
Good to be with you guys for sure. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and pre- appreciate you coming on. Yeah, my son lives way up north in the state, almost to the Canadian border, a town called Sandpoint, Idaho. Well, let's uh, let's go back to Saturday, and and game day comes to town, Zubin, and it was uh, you know, it was it lived up to all expectations. It was uh, so great to see. You know, so many Iowans uh, that made their way to Ames to participate, whether they had they were one of the 61,000 or so that had a ticket to get into Jack Trice. Um, there were way more people there than just that. It was a great day, Zubin, and I got the feeling that, you know, game day enjoyed their stay in Ames as well, as I think it lived up to the expectations they had. It's funny. I'll take you behind the scenes. I couldn't really tell you this when everything was percolating in the summer, but in May I went into – meet with our college sports guys like I do every once, twice a year. And I just threw it out there because I knew you guys were talking about it all the time on the radio, fill in segments, whatever that cliche is you guys use. And I said, listen, this is a big, big thing. And, you know, you just don't know how they're going to react or what they're going to say. But I did see when it all came to fruition on Saturday, Bill Hoffheimer, who's our vice president of ESP, vice president of public relations, put out a tweet that said, you know, and sometimes you don't be held prisoner of the moment, but I think anybody that was there like Trent or watched it on television like yourself, Bill put out there, he goes, all-timer for college game day. It's in the all-timer group. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing considering what people think about Washington State and the visits they've made to Fargo and some of the other interesting locales they've been over the years. So for Bill to tweet that out Saturday morning, I thought was amazing. And I really thought the state showed out really well. I, I was really happy. I suggested they do a piece on the trophy. And I think those are the sorts of things that people really resonate with because, you know, whether it's the old Oaken Bucket or it's the Floyd of Rosedale, um, whether your rivalry is minor or major, well-known or not well-known, there's always a trophy. There's always something handed out. And I think they were able to really take this rivalry and introduce it to fans that weren't familiar with it. And I think that's really the goal there. And obviously, you know, the game was a little bit elongated. All that happened. But I just definitely think, I know Reese had said on Friday that he had called an Iowa State-Texas game. So maybe the rest of the crew wasn't as familiar with what Iowa State was about. And clearly, Reese had mentioned a couple of days ago before that they'd filled up essentially Hilton Coliseum for basketball's version of game day. So I don't think he was surprised at all. I think the other guys were pleasantly surprised. And you would think with the way Matt Campbell has this thing going, this hopefully won't be their last appearance yeah, That certainly is the hope, and, and we'll get to see it back here in our state borders here very, very soon. Zubin, you were a part of game day. You were a part of it there at the beginning. Personally, I haven't had a chance to see it, but a little birdie told me this is something you just knocked out of the park last week, right? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. You're not the only person that hasn't seen it. I actually haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> it was one of the, I actually, it was, uh, we taped some segments last year for the impending arrival of College Football 150, the 150th anniversary. And you've been seeing some vignettes and storylines around the year. I saw one about Maria Taylor at her first Georgia blackout, Reese Davis crying after an Alabama game when he was a small child. And everybody's got those stories, you being a lifelong Hawk fan. Um, and so everybody's got them, and they just sent out an email saying, come on down, we got cameras ready, we got the lights, tell your story, never know what could happen. And so I told my story, and I told the story about Hayden Fry, and you know, Coach Fry is 90 years old, and I spoke to him a couple of years ago, still sharp as a tack, still out there living in Nevada. He told me he was defrosting in Nevada after <laughs> those 20 winters in Iowa, just like Coach Fry would. 
And I just told a quick story about he had a little uh, tete-a-tete with Bo Beckler before a class of Michigan-Iowa game. And I didn't think anything of it if I thought if it showed up on any of the college football programming, it would be fine. And then Saturday morning, I was at the airport in Atlanta uh, on my way here, and I just got a plethora of text messages. And I knew something must have happened with game day and myself for a small smidgen of time. But as I just told you during the break, <laughs> I didn't want to let my uh, fellow employees know that I had missed it. <laughs> and I was on a flight, flight one of three, to get here to Idaho, uh, especially because they seemed so excited via text. So I surreptitiously ke- texted Ken. And I said, hey, Ken, um, I don't know if it's too early to be there with the Stella in the recliner and anchor. <laughs> that was the night before. That was the night before, guys. But if you happen to see game day, uh, did I pop up in any way? Is there something I should know? And Ken had just related to that story I'd mentioned about Bo and Hayden uh, was reflected on game day. And I think part of that is cool because, you know, Reese had always said one of the biggest things about game day when he hosts the show, he wants to keep the show cutting edge as possible. You had one job, the sign, mm-hmm. the celebrity picker, all of the things that need to be on the cutting edge because we're expecting so much more now, the viewers are, to keep me entertained for three hours. And I was kind of glad that they chose that story because longtime fans of the rivalry uh, that remember Coach Fry, that remember Coach McCarney, that remember Earl Bruce, those are the types of stories I think sometimes they get lost because a euphemism for cutting age is new wave right now, social media, Instagram, and this rivalry has gone back so many years. For example, last Friday there was a story in the Des Moines Register, and I just sent them uh, to the guys where it talked about the 77 game, where it had beat Iowa on the jerseys. I'm sure you guys Mm -hmm. saw that in the Des Moines Register. And I had sent that to them, and all of them were bowled over. Drew Gallagher, who's the producer of the show, Reese Davis. And I said, I simply sent the email, and I said, Reese, I know you grew up in Alabama. Did Auburn ever run out of the tunnel with beat Alabama stitched across their chest? Did Oklahoma State ever run out of the tunnel before Bedlam with beat Oklahoma on their chest? And there's just so much content, it's hard to see everything. They've got to focus on every single game. Pitt and Penn State were playing for the 100th time. But I can focus in totally on the Seahawks because I love covering it. And I sent them that photo. I have no idea if it made the show uh, during the three hours. But those are the types of things, nostalgia-wise, that I think need to be in the show. The show has to be cutting edge. It has to be modern. But I think the sport is celebrating its 150th anniversary. History and passion and lineage are so much a part of the sport that I'm glad those little things were able to get in. Yeah, they did. They did a really good breakdown on the trophy as well, the guys that came up with it. Uh, what do they call it? The Des Moines Athletic Club, I believe, is the the group that they actually uh, got that name, and they still refer to themselves as that. Anyways, it was a fun day, Zubin, no doubt about it. The state showed up well. Uh, the game was entertaining, uh, and we look forward already to three hundred and whatever it is days from now, sixty days from now, when we can uh, when we can do it all again. Well, college, uh, let's switch to the NFL, Zubin, and I guess one of the storylines after two weeks has to be the quarterback carnage, and we know that you know that they the officials are erring on the side of caution when it comes to the quarterback. They don't want their quarterbacks, the marquee position in all of sport, to go by, be going by the wayside. And I'm not saying any of these injuries have been uh, um, the result of a you know an egregious uh, play or a vicious play by a defensive player. Even last night, Simeon's, I mean, Garrett just fell on top of him, but not with his body weight. But my point being, Ben Roethlisberger is out. Drew Brees is out. Now Cam Newton is out. Eli Manning is really out because he's not very good anymore but starting quarterbacks the story i would think after uh two weeks of the nfl season yeah i mean i think it's an unavoidable story and i was actually last night when i saw 
texting me and go down watching the game. I just got on my phone and I just started looking at the non-flex games. Like all of our Monday night games are non-flex. NBC's games are flex, I believe, starting in week 11. And you've got New Orleans on the Sunday night and Monday night schedule. You've got Pittsburgh on the Sunday and Monday night schedule. And obviously ours can't change. Uh, and NBC's not going to be able to change theirs for a while. So I think you look at it and say, is this going to adversely affect some of the marquee matchups the league was trying to make sure we had on Sunday and Monday night. But to your point, you go back to Ben, you go back to Drew, you go back to Andrew Luck, you go back to Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. you go back to Jameis Winston, who could be on a short hook, you go back to Eli Manning, who could be on a short hook, you go back to Marcus Mariota, who could be on a short hook. And I think what's ironic, and maybe it's just a very small sample size, because we're talking about just over a half season or not even that for Lamar and basically two games for Kyler, it's sort of turning into the idea that those two guys which people questioned for a variety of reasons, mostly their style of play. I think you could say for the first couple of weeks of the season, those two guys and their style of play, which many doubted, had actually kind of risen. And again, I think there's plenty of people that say, give it a half season for Lamar, let defenses break it down, let defenses break down Kyler Murray. But when you see all those pro-style guys that I mentioned, like Luck, like Roethlisberger, like Breeze, like Darnold, like Manning, go down. And then you see those two types of guys playing an atypical brand of football. It's intriguing. And I would say the one quarterback nobody's really talking about uh, because the quality of competition they've played hasn't been great, but is really surprising, is Josh Allen. I think you could really make a, really mm-hmm. make a point that the two quarterbacks in that big draft in 2018 that most people thought would be the two that would struggle the most out of the gate would be Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And I understand it's a very small sample size, but I thought Allen acquitted himself really well toward the end of last year and this season, and Lamar really picked it up and has obviously been lights out against, you know, some mediocre competition. But I think there is an interesting aspect to the two guys that many thought would probably lag behind and would be quote-unquote projects have turned out to be scintillating thus far. Zubin, speaking of the NFL and your job with ESPN, ESPN Plus brought back NFL primetime. Boomer yeah, I love it. and Tiege, and they're be- be- back together Again, part of the streaming platform only, though. We're seeing more and more of this. How prevalent is ESPN Plus going to be in, in many more people's lives here in the coming years? Big 12 game, Trent. Prime time coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you mentioned it, Ken. I think there's some discussion on whether that game should have a higher platform, but mm-hmm. if you're interested in observing ESPN Plus, it's probably a good trial balloon, if you will. To your point, Trent, also, you know, Scott Van Telt is going to be on that show and Joe Testatore is going to be on that show. So if you're a younger viewer that maybe knows Scott Van Pelt or Joe Testatore from college football and Monday Night Football, or if you're somebody like our age that remembers sitting there at 7 o'clock or 7.30 or wherever you so were living, good. watching primetime, watching, <clears throat> watching that music, watching those highlights, and it's one of those things that sort of melds those two generations together. So I think it's kind of cool to see some of our bigger names of today, like Scott and Joe, with those two guys that sort of formulated everything. What was interesting is I know years ago Boomer had said this, and I think he may have said this on a press tour recently, they had auditioned like seven guys for the job. And Tom Jackson was like the seventh and final guy. Mm. And as soon as they started going, it just clicked and it just worked. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, you saw Robin Roberts return for the NFL draft. Um, we have Keith Olbermann and Hannah Storm hosting Monday Sports Center now during the NFL season. You see Chris Berman bringing upon a larger role. So I think in many ways, we're bringing back a lot of the folks that people grew up with watching ESPN. And I think in this world of streaming and in this world of like next, 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 there is a minute to stop, breathe, have a little bit of nostalgia. And I think for Berman, 
it's a great thing because he's been more identified with the NFL than anybody. I'll give you a quick little anecdote. Last year, when Chris came back to do some NFL on SportsCenter, and it just goes to show you what the age situation is, and it's just a fun situation. I'm doing SportsCenter with John Butchie Gross, and we're doing the NFL for about an hour, and then they said, listen, at 8 o'clock, Boomer's going to come in, and he's going to do his Boomer thing for about 15 minutes and just run through the highlights. And I sat there, and John Butchie Gross has worked here for almost 23 years. He's over 50 years old. He's one of the best guys you'll ever work with. Kenny loves hockey as much as you. And when Boomer sat down to do the NFL highlights, Butchie whipped out his phone. Not like a 16-year-old whipping out his phone. He's a 50-something-year-old guy whipping out his phone and recorded Boomer sitting there. Boomer's a notorious sweater, right? So he's just like, he's sweating all over the place. He needs a shower when the highlights are done. And Butchie's just sitting there laughing, recording it, watching it like a little kid. And it was just one of those cool moments where it's like, wow, this guy's been around the block. He's one of our biggest names. And he's sitting there tickled that Chris Berman's 20 feet away doing NFL highlights, That's doing awesome. his shtick. And it's just I stuck in my mind. Every time I see Bucci and Berman together from the hallway or something, that always gets brought up. So it's just one of those moments where it goes beyond the viewers. I think even people at ESPN are excited in many ways to have him back for this one particular thing. No, Zubin, and I look at I tip my cap to ESPN for, for their willingness to go down this nostalgia lane, even when it didn't necessarily turn out well, or the parting the was not necessarily the the best of terms. You know, I mean, Dan Patrick uh, and Chris Olbermann getting together and, and doing SportsCenter a couple of weeks ago that that was appointment TV, and you know, this was what, in my opinion, what um, you know the 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 halcyon days of ESPN, some of the best days were these guys that came before uh, and their willingness to go back and to put them on together, even even briefly. I think that that's, uh, that's something that they should be applauded for. Oh, it was great. A lot of us joke here, one day all of us are going to have to get a real job. And when that happens, it's going to be a tough day just because we realize how lucky we are to be here. But to your point, when you mentioned Keith and Dan coming back for the 40th anniversary of the company, they had Mike Tirico back. Mike Tirico um, I believe Thursday evening was doing something. Oh, you know, he was at Thursday night football. Yeah. He flew in Friday morning to be there. Culver mm-hmm. was there. Robin Roberts was there. Dan and Keith were there. So it was amazing to just sort of bring back all those people. They had a big panel discussion where you could ask questions. Many of them probably hadn't been back. I know, uh, I want to say Dan had been back one time before since he left. He was the first guest on the Scott Van Pelt show on ESPN, the new Midnight Edition. And other than that, he had never been back. And I think he had mentioned to members of his staff that he wasn't sure what kind of reception he was going to be getting when he was talking on his radio show. So I do think it's great. And to have all those people there at one time, just swapping stories, it was really cool. It was really cool because you know, and I think we all know, that's a, that's a period of TV that is gone and probably is never coming back because of the way that we live today. But it doesn't mean you can't celebrate it. And I think it was a really cool thing. You know, all of those people, like Mike has gone on to other things. Keith has gone on to other things and returned. <laughs> uh, Dan has gone on to other things. So it was great to see them all there in one setting. And, again, I think I mentioned this before. I always say this. There's so many of our younger employees that don't realize SportsCenter is one of the longest-running shows hmm. on television. It's basically been on TV every day for the last 40 years. And this was a nice way for them, who may just watch it on their app or who may just see – shortened versions of highlights on SportsCenter on YouTube. Did you sort of understand uh, what kind of show this was and how it's evolving to try to keep up with the times? 
Zubin, back to the world of sports in itself here, and it's a baseball question. We, you know, hit on baseball from time to time, right in the middle of football season, though, as things are getting going. We got the postseason on the horizon. We were talking a little bit earlier, three-game scenario, three-way tiebreaker with the Cardinals, Brewers, and Cubs all being involved. Something wild like that. Does that help nationally MLB, or is it something that we talk about it a lot yeah, maybe it'll be big here in the Midwest because it's just that. It's a Midwest story, but nationally, it won't really elevate itself up. I think it will resonate. Um, I mean, I can remember distinctly, you know, this is 20 years ago, and these types of games matter. The Reds and the Mets had a one-game playoff in 1999. I remember it distinctly. Last year, the Cubs and the Brewers had that great extra game. The Rockies and the Dodgers had that great extra game. And those are things that just sort of stick out. If you ask me, what happened during the end of the regular season on the final weekend in a regular series, even a series that meant a ton, I would probably have to go to sports mm-hmm. reference or get on my phone and call you back. But if you're asking me to remember these one-game situations, those three that I just happened to reel off in particular, some were for the division, some had bigger stakes to get into the wild card, those are the ones that I always end up remembering. But to me, the biggest story isn't really the wild card. I'm really looking at the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Astros and thinking to myself, you know, look at Houston. They won the World Series in 2017. They had a, a single-season win-high total last year. And Jose Altuve said the other day, this year, we have no hold. Now, they've been banged up. But I look at it from the race for home field between New York, between Los Angeles, and between Houston. And I think to myself, to me, that's the most exciting thing. Don't get me wrong. On SportsCenter every day, we run down all the National League wild cards, show everything. It's a little less jumbled in the American League. And obviously... Since there's more teams at stake, there's a lot more fans that might be more interested in those highlights. I think those other three teams know they're going. It's just a matter of positioning and can they have a game seven on their home field if it gets there. But to me, those races at the top are generating more interest. You know, Aaron Boone is going to go 100-100 in his first two years with the Yankees. And normally you would think, well, what's the big deal? But you think about the Yankees this year. I suggested a story. uh, It was called the Uncore Four, right? We should take like Gio Urshela, Mike Tuckman, Brett Gardner, and one other faceless anonymous Yankee, and it's going to help them win 100 games this year. And we should do a story on them, the way they've been able to survive. Houston's been obvious, and you see the Dodgers, what they've been able to get from guys like Gavin Lux when they've been called up. So I'm a little bit more interested at the top, but to your point, Trent, I think those stories at the bottom really resonate, especially if we can get to a 163. And Ken, I didn't even mention the, the biggest 163 of all, the Padres and the Rockies, and whether Matt Tim McClellan, Right? Tim McClellan in 2007. So I do think those resonate, Trent, for sure. Go enjoy Idaho. I will, man. I'm going to be on the bike for miles and miles. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Zuba. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. You got it. Zuba Mahente, ESPN Sports Center. You know, hats off to ESPN for Tariko's with NBC. Mm -hmm. Dan Patrick, that did not end well. Nope. Right? Uh, bringing these guys a little nostalgia. Overman, it never ends well. No, it never ends. But boy, he gets lots of chances, yes, doesn't he? Well, when you're that talented. When you're that talented, no doubt about that. And he, he clearly is. is. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about some of the other stuff, and I don't go there. <laughs> but um, he's had plenty of chances. No, nostalgia can work. Sometimes, as I know firsthand, it can't. Um, but uh, it's working at ESPN, and I hope they keep doing it. We'll take a time out. We'll come back, finish up the program. 17 minutes before the hour noon, it's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Who are home. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 
All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, 12 to 12, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 Kicks. You know, I love this NFL music, Trent. It is so good. It really is. It's a great time of year. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know what I'm looking at when I see plans or architecture drawings or yeah. anything like that. Um, but man, oh man, what I'm seeing at least put out there on Twitter, and if it comes close to looking like it's going to in the drawing. What Jamie Pollard and, and the crew are doing up in Ames, they're trying to, is what we were told was recreate kind of the power and light district, but do so um, in Ames. Is that kind of how you see it? That that was the quote that was put out there, and for me, I had a difficult time wrapping my mind around it. That's, that's in a city. Ames is a town, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Population-wise, you can do that in Kansas City. Population-wise, can you do it in Ames? Hotel and rooftop bars and those type of things. Is there the kind of foot traffic around there? Is it, I don't know, is is it taking away from the downtown area of Ames to make this? I I don't know. When I I read that, it was difficult for me to kind of wrap my mind around what exactly... What's the end game? You know what? What is this all going to be? Because it looks incredibly cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. But are the people of Ames can they support it? Is there enough people around to support? Yeah, fair this question. Vision? As far as you know, what uh, where's what's this going to take away from? Yeah. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, Iowa State's the big noodle mover in that city, right? Sure. Um, look, I, a hotel right right there, bars. Give Pollard credit, man. He's a he, he thinks outside the box. He yes, really, he does. I mean, he, he, did from the, he is from the time he got here. Say what you want about the billboards; it was great talk radio, talk radio fodder. Yes, it, it was. It really and truly was. Yep. Um, and you know, he really hasn't flinched. <laughs> no. Honestly, since since he's been there, he's been. Um, He's been so good for that uh, for that university and the athletic program for them to put him on t- in charge. You know, we were going to save Alex Halstead till Thursday. We got to change some things around. I, wanna, I think so. I mean, they're they're meeting the um, the media is assembled for Matt Campbell's weekly press conference, mm-hmm. and I believe that they got a uh, um, an educational uh, some videos played or whatever, trying to bring everybody up to speed as to what they're trying to do. So we're going to have to do that tomorrow. But boy, oh boy, certainly looks good. The Power and Light District for Ames uh, is what KXNO just tweeted. It plans to revamp the air between Jack Trice and Hilton, making the Power and Light District for Ames. Check out the amazing planning. Do so on our Twitter feed, KXNO.com. Well, we'll see. All right, what are you going to see tonight? You're going to see your... You're going to uh, pay attention to the Twins. You're going to look for a real race because I think the <laughs> Twins have got... Don't you... I mean, you're a Twins fan. Yes. And you're reluctant to anoint them, but mm, can't you? Up five. Right? With, with the schedule in front of you. And you're taking on the White Sox and Tigers and Royals. Mm-hmm. Right. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. So will you watch? Will you I move I still will over? watch, though. It is my team. I know Perez is pitching you. Yeah. yeah. Want to see him. He might mm-hmm. be starting a playoff game. So that will be the start of the TV, but... Cubs, Cardinals, anything good there gets away from the Twins. It'll be it'll be a quick clicker here tonight. Anything else? Brewers? I'll watch Brewers too. Maybe one of the final times here in Brian Anderson before we get to the playoffs. So flip over there. So yeah, it'll be a rotation of four tonight. I think for me in the baseball, not a whole lot else. No, I don't think there's a third. By the way, did you see the Rodman 30 for 30 from a couple of weeks ago? On the yet? DVR. Oh, Trent. Good? Loved it. Oh, really? I loved it. What a... Different guy. Yeah. 
I mean, he's got some demons, clearly, but what an incredible talent that he was. And uh, I'm not going to say anything more because I don't want you to, I don't want to spoil it for those folks that haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be, it's a two hour, it's, it's two hours. It is full two hours. It's okay. a full two hours, but you can, well, at least I think it was. I was zipping through the commercials, mm-hmm. but boy, I was glad I watched it. Really, really, really well done. You know, just the way he changed. And there I go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Baseball tonight's going to be uh, uh, the Cubs and the Reds for me, the Cardinals and the Nationals, probably some Brewers. I don't think I'll see much of the Twins tonight. Um, it's baseball night. Baseball night tonight. It is. Wednesday. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And because the Monday nighter was such a stinker last night. Sneaking its way in a little bit more. It did. This race has been really good in the NL Central. Trent, we're inside the final two weeks of the season. Yes, this is a time which should be a national topic. It absolutely is should. Is SportsCenter going to be hitting on it much? No, it's King Football. Always. Yeah, always. And the quarterback carnage. You can't overlook that no, story. No, that is a big story. Roethlisberger done. Right. Eli benched. Benched. We know Andrew Luck started the dominoes falling. Breeze. Cam Newton. Four to six. Mm-hmm. Newton. On and on and on it goes. It's not a good thing either. No. No, it's not. For whatever reason, there's only about 20 guys at a given time that can play quarterback at the high level in the NFL. Yeah, and your your team doesn't have one. They're not part of that 20. You know, so what's been this part of that 20 for 30 years. What's this going to do to the Bears? Cuz they they they've got so many other pieces. Mm-hmm. Can they get there with this kid? I mean, get to the playoffs? I don't think Yeah, they can get to the playoffs. Can they? Yeah. Boy, he's been bad the first couple of weeks. He you know who's been. maybe better than we thought? Mason, Two good defenses he's played though. True. Packers yes, and Broncos, that's two true. good defenses. Fair points. That's Look at me. I've been really Mr. Positive here the last two days. You notice that? Half full, Trent Condon. I'm turning things around. I think you are. Getting rid of my negativity. Yeah, well, man, that man, that's good. Now, is that terror behind that? or? Well, I, I get told that from time to time. Uh, Murph and Andy coming, uh, speaking of positivity, they'll be on your radio too. I'm sure they'll have a lot more on the, on what is unfolding up in Ames and the plans they're putting out there. We'll talk to Alex Halstead about that tomorrow. We're going to move Cappy to Thursday. Uh, just, I, we we got to... A lot of topics to hit. A lot of topics to hit, and Iowa State moves the needle. We will do that tomorrow. We'll have um, Dockerman, because the Iowa coordinators are meeting the press today. Yeah, we'll get Good. to hear from yeah Brian and Phil. Good stuff. We'll get to hear from Murph and Andy at 2. The Fanatics at 4. The Morning Rush tomorrow at 6. We're Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO.